Welcome to Following the Way. We're a podcast that's all about following Jesus and learning his way for our lives. We believe that scripture reveals this way and invites us to follow. We're glad you're with us as we seek together. Well, hello there. I want to welcome you back to our study on the book of Hebrews. We started this in late 2020 and then took a bit of hiatus, but we were going chapter by chapter uh, through one of the most unique books in the New Testament. And I trust that these podcasts can serve you well as a companion in studying this book or in helping you understand the contents of Hebrews a little bit better. We began this study, as I mentioned, in late November, and then I pressed pause in early December for a podcast series for Advent, and it's taken a bit longer to get back into this study than I initially anticipated. But I want to thank you for listening, and I I do hope that this study will grow your appreciation for this book. And if you're joining this study and you haven't listened to the previous ones, I would really encourage you to go back and listen to the first three podcasts we did on Hebrews that will help you understand the flow of the book. So Hebrews 3 ends by warning us against unbelief and recognizing the dangers of it. Chapter 4 then continues on this theme and moves into talking about rest, specifically the importance of entering God's rest. And the comparison that's used in Hebrews 4 presents what was the choice that God's people had to enter the promised land and the choice that we now have to respond to the good news of Jesus, to believe that Jesus is above all things, greater than the angels, greater than Moses, as the writer of Hebrews has already talked about. And to respond to this good news is compared to entering God's rest, believing in faith that this is truth and trusting in the promises of God. And like the choice that was before God's people in the desert, the choice is before us to respond to God's call to surrender and to trust him. This was the issue in the desert and the issue that remains to this day. The issue of that we can think that we can figure it out by ourselves, that we should trust our own instincts, and when all else fails and when we mess up, well, we should still try to make it happen by ourselves. And this is what God calls disobedience here in Hebrews 4. This is what Numbers 13 and 14 highlights um, that Hebrews 3 and 4 is referencing uh, with what had previously happened with God's people. And the implication of the gospel and responding to the good news of Jesus is that we rest from our inclination to this, to sort out life ourselves and to look to ourselves for the answers. It is about trust and surrender. And so the entrance into the promised land was a foreshadowing of what was to come. Rest for God's people wasn't ultimately in taking hold of this land. It wasn't in even the leadership of Joshua. This is why the writer of Hebrews goes to great lengths to make sure that we understand that ultimately God's rest is found in Jesus, whom we come to and release all of our inclination to self-determination. And this is why Sabbath rest is mentioned here. At the heart of Sabbath rest is the release from the deception that our acceptance, our redemption, our goodness, and worth is a result of our efforts. As Dallas Willard says, Sabbath is a way of life that sets us from bondage to our own efforts. 
Now, there is a school of thought that comes from this chapter that says that the practice of Sabbath, the spiritual discipline of it, is no longer necessary because we enter rest by being in Jesus and therefore the physical practice of Sabbath no longer applies to us as Christians. We don't need to do it. If you do it, great. If you feel like you want to do it, great. But we don't We don't really need to do it because the old covenant has been done away with and Jesus has brought in the new covenant, which Hebrews talks about. And so there's a way that you can begin to see this school of thought take shape. But what that view misses is that the practice of Sabbath actually reminds us week after week as we do it of our need for rest from the temptation to trust in ourselves. It's through the discipline of Sabbath that we teach ourselves to let go, to stop being consumed by our own efforts and trust in the sufficiency of God. And we do that by actively participating in a Sabbath. Sabbath is about trust. Dallas Willard goes on to say that Sabbath is one of the keys to God's kingdom by which we come to receive God's resources for abundant living and ministry. This is why rest and solitude are so key to the discipline of Sabbath. We have to learn to train ourselves to stop, to listen, to make a conscious effort to get away from the noise and distractions of life so that our hearts rest, surrendered, and trusting God. I believe this is why one of the reasons why verse 12, which speaks of the word of God being alive and active, is connected here to rest. It speaks of God's word being sharper than any sword, penetrating to the very depths of our being. These are stirring words, speaking of how God's word judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is intentionally and very explicitly tied to Sabbath rest. Yes, God's word is always powerful. And we take these verses and many times I've done this and others and we take these words and we we use them to talk about how powerful God's word is. And it is. But we also have to understand that it's said within this context of having this effect as we slow down and rest. It is tied to learning this practice. We all have need to allow the word of God to work in our lives. And it's not always comfortable. It has to cut through layers within us to get to our hearts, to bring change and transformation. As verse 13 says here in chapter 4, none of this is hidden from God, but we We can keep it buried simply as a result of living lives of hurry and constant achievement. This is why we need Sabbath rest as a way of life and as a practice in our lives. As John Mark Comer points out, Sabbath is a verb. It is something that you actually do. You make a choice to enter into this rest. One way or the other, all things in our lives will be uncovered and laid bare, it says here. We will all give an account of our lives. This is why the invitation to enter into God's rest now is such a gift to allow God to work and transform us now and to receive his grace and mercy. And yes, this rest is hard to cultivate. This is not our default. Life is fast-paced. Our culture is driven by achievement and accumulation and a whole lot of other things. But 
how hard is this rest even right now? How easy is it right now to get incensed on an hourly basis by all manner of things right now? Just watch one of the daily provincial updates that we have here in Manitoba and you will probably find yourself with an inclination to become upset about some of the things that are said. I experienced that myself today again. The opportunities to get lost in noise right now are almost endless and none of them, not one of them, will feed our souls with what we need. We need this rest as much as ever right now to stop, to quiet the noise externally and even more importantly, internally. We, we cannot afford to not do this. It will mean conscious choices to shut off all manner of distractions, many that are not inherently bad even, but will keep us from experiencing God's rest. The isolation that we are experiencing right now does not include the promise of rest. It does not guarantee that we will experience the shalom of God. Isolation does not mean that we shut off the noise that still plagues the world in which we live. In fact, the current isolation can make it worse. We still hear and we see so much and we feel this inclination to be driven by our emotions and our feelings, but we do not know what to do with it all. We cannot afford not to enter into God's rest. Sabbath is a choice to enter into a place of trust and dependence on God, to make room for the presence of God and the time to listen and hear, to experience God's goodness and learn to quiet our restless souls, to release the need for control and to know what is going to happen, to just release that to the Lord. As part of this, I, I want to recommend a book as we finish that I went through this past year, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Some of you may have heard of this book. It touches on Sabbath and a whole bunch of other stuff related to rest and slowing down, and it is so relevant for our time. Sabbath rest is a gift that invites us also to receive mercy and grace for the needs that we face, which is what we're going to talk about next time as we look at the last part of Hebrews 4 and going into Hebrews 5. So until next time, my friends, keep looking to Jesus. Lord willing, we will see you again.